Alright, here we go. After party number 51, where we're going to talk about sessions 153, what comes next. And I did a little research on these next two. 154, the doppelganger effect again, which is a callback to episode 119. And 155, Return to Pussycat Palace, which is a callback to Pussycat Palace, 144. What do you think about that, Leland? I will say that these titles were admittedly a little uninspired. <laughs> I was just, you'd be impressed that I had the numbers. I, I mean, I had to look, look them up. Look, you had to look them up. If you pull them off the top of your head, I wouldn't be impressed. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but I, just the fact that I when I saw Doppelganger Effect again, I thought, well, there must wait have a, been a doppelganger effect a somewhere back then. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I will give you a pat on the back later. Okay. That's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for more. You know, but look, I guess look, we, look, we're not going to have any of that dirty talking. Be happy you're right? getting you, a pat. You, yeah, you two keep your pats <laughs> yourself. Right? Right, a pat in the front is what I want. <laughs> You guys are reminding me of how Falzer and shows affection to Denny. Oh, yeah, like awkwardly stroking it. Pats, then rubs it a little Stroke bit. Stroke your yeah, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, it's like us pushing our circlets buttons, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, is this the best three? or is, I, I, I think the last three are better than these three. Yeah, this is, mm. this is a, a pretty uh, pretty mediocre three. Yes. It's setting up for the next three, the best three ever. Well, we've been continually going up every three mm-hmm. episodes, so we've just taken one step back, which still means we're better than all the other 148, right, or 149. Right. Th- these three the, are the still Hannah better fight, than yeah. those. Yeah. That's tough to talk. It's a small dip in a in an upward trend that's been going on for a long time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. It's no recession. No, it's, no, no, no. Yeah. Don't, don't sell yet. <laughs> Please don't sell yet. <laughs> I, I will say that these three episodes were, I know, after we have a lot of climaxes, you got to do some clean up. Clean up. That's what mm-hmm. these three episodes were. It's right? a clean up. All right. Yeah, a lot of clean up. I think. It's a lot of setup, too, for for what's coming next. For sure. Clean up in the Pussycat Palace. I bet there's a lot of clean up there. Mm-hmm. They do have an extensive janitorial staff, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably their highest uh, thing that they pay the most for. The highest paying the job. Janitor's the, the highest paying job. Yes. Yeah. Sanitary. Yeah. I have to pay me a lot to go in there and clean some of that stuff. That's exactly what John said. Well, you have to clean the hot tub. That's, I mean, that, I guess that's, that's exactly. Chef, so. Yeah, I didn't have any interest in picking that place up. Too much work. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into 153. What comes next? Airships. Oh. In two days. That comes next. It's fast approaching. Didn't uh, Sally say that's ahead of schedule? So. Is that mm-hmm. ahead of the schedule that we were told? I would say it's about a day because it's currently day five of seven, right? So if like five and six are the two days, yeah, arriving six, end of six, like early seven, you know what I mean? A little bit, a little bit. Okay. But we're way ahead of schedule, right? We've already done everything we need to do. We're just hanging out for a couple days. Yeah, you got two days Two days off. It's a weekend for the party. I don't know, what, I don't know yeah. what you're all doing going to the Pussycat Palace at all, during off hours. Yeah, we could take in a show, but no. <laughs> we tried that already. You might get murdered. You might get killed. 
Have you witnessed the heinous crime? <laughs> yeah, the, the entire act really theater. slayed the crowd. The Ark Now Theater is killing it. I think it starts with us absolutely not wanting to be associated with the murder of Hannah and the destruction in the theater. Falzern has uh, Sardo in the cage still. He plays with his. his plays uh, with his food. Yeah, plays with his. His food's not what I wanted to say. He plays with his. <laughs> necromancy? His, his, his broomstick? <laughs> We're talking about your soul cage, actually, right now. Plays with his soul cage, okay. <laughs> Necromancy has so, bad rap. So, okay. Leland, now that we're in the after party, what were you hoping that one of us would pick up on with those cool things we could do with the soul cage? Because there was a lot of options there, and you asked like three or four times, yeah. are you sure there's nothing else you want to ask it or do? I felt like there's definitely something that would have been useful for me to do. And I was like, I don't know what it is. I think he so wanted I... us to use it up so that Sardo would escape again. That we're sounds not, like we're not that dumb. <laughs> Speak for yourself, John. <laughs> Collectively. Well, I mean, maybe it would have happened if I didn't correct uh, Bill thinking he could use it 15 times before he got out yes, of it. Oh, right. So that got, was funny. That was got 13 funny. uses left in it. <laughs> I think just that's the way the spell is, right? So you're just telling us our options. I don't know that Falzern as a character would even do what he did, but we felt a little bit led into like, what can we do here? Um, I definitely didn't have any like ulterior motives, but it was more at the time it, there were still considerations of going to the Pussycat Palace like right then before your rest, which means obviously for Falzern using the soul to heal himself would potentially come in very handy. So as long as he's aware of all the capabilities. So yeah, it kind of is like what you said, Elaine. Like I just wanted to make sure Bill was up on the spell because it is a high level spell, which often comes with a lot of complexity and, and maybe some nuances. This one isn't particularly nuanced in my opinion, but there is a breadth of things that you can utilize from it and benefit from it. Um, also, you know, I think it's uh, like with magic in general, often gives the player a lot of opportunity to, to be creative um, especially with the aspect of, oh, well, maybe there's somewhere that we think Sardo may or may not have been that we want to look at now. Again, whether or not that actually would have turned out to be relevant to what's going on currently, probably not, like you all kind of concluded, right? He didn't seem like he wanted to help us much. No, I mean, you did ask, you know, you asked him the question, and he was like, look, I just wanted to kill you. Just literally, yeah. I'm trapped yeah. in this cage. What are you little doing? Little bit one track questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ask Erica. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> for a second there, though, I was like, crap, are these people still alive? And, it, you know, is this a whole other situation? Revenant situation? Is it, What is going on? But it's like, no, he just literally left and didn't know. <laughs> didn't know anything that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this was like, this was like a, you know, quote unquote, loose end kind of being tied up. I mean, Sardo and, of course, the Drago Ganger in the next episode. Um, yeah, it's still just, I think, reminding the party that, like, the past still in, is impacting the present, right? And your actions previously still have future, potentially future consequences. Drago Ganger would have been a more creative title to the episode. There you go. <laughs> To this, yeah, but I, didn't, I was trying to bury the lead a little bit. <laughs> but you yeah. called it doppelganger, so it's good. Well, in the next episode, by then, we kind of everyone it was like, oh, Dreg Stab Falzern. What's going on? 
<laughs> with a dagger from Shikara. That I gave to Drag, not the doppelganger. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, before he was the doppelganger, I gave it to Drag. So he could do something. He, he was not been, meant to use it on Falzerin. He was meant to use it on somebody else. He would have done a lot less damage without that dagger. He would have well, gotten something else. to know who he's supposed to pokey pokey. He, he would have gotten something else that might have done more damage. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, if I, if I recall, recall correctly, Shikara gave drag, in quotation, a dagger in a glass case that break in case of doppelganger. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, mm. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the instructions were pretty clear. He couldn't not break the case. And then, oh, I outed myself accidentally. <laughs> oh, I broke the case. They're going to know. And then, now when, and then when Shakara when Shakara asks to see the case again, you see that it's just got, like, scotch tape wrapped around. It's like, here it is. I'm not the double gang. It is new. I totally <laughs> That's this. all he I says. If you're a Drago ganger uh, for hire, good. like you would have better <laughs> weapons than that. Um, honestly, like you're some sort of doppelganger out to assassinate. I mean, forty damage is nothing to laugh at, though. Well, I mean, regardless of what he, I guess he was more wielding the drag dagger for flavor. Like I still used his base damage of it, which is only a D six. Also, like a doppelganger is only a challenge rating three, which, like we saw. Again, we're jumping ahead to the next episode, but like we saw, like he was very easily dispatched. A doppelganger is an ambush predator. That is why that first attack he got off when you were surprised, that's where all that damage came from, is because you were had the surprise condition. Very much like an assassin rogue, like Bryn used to be, you get that extra damage boost if you can get the jump on your enemy, which is the point of a doppelganger, right? mm-hmm. to deceive and get the upper hand based on their deception. How happy were you when Falzern said, anybody want to join me in my tiny hut? <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, obviously I loved it. <laughs> he was, you know, listening back, Leland was very quick to be like, you had your own room, Mia. I was like, okay, fine, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> I was just being belligerent because I paid for a bed. <laughs> I had my orgy going on. I was fine. It was enjoyable to listen back and just like listen to how Leland said everything. And like, you didn't give it, you had a poker face on, man. There were no hints in your voice or anything that you said. It was just like, oh, we, man. we, yeah, we do need to get back to Sardo. But what does Dreg's blood look like? I slice him, blow it. <laughs> yep, definitely looks, looks red. There was an answer to it that was factual, but like, we just glazed past it, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It just, the hints were there. I don't think there's any blood color difference. I don't know there. if, yeah, I don't know if there well, were Well, he described the dead blood as a the, different color. It was, right. it was green, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I listen back to it today, um, to me, the way Dreg was speaking sounded more sinister than usual i don't know i just listened to it i was like it's i'm not talking off. like normal drag i don't think i don't know <laughs> it just there's something off anyway it was like yes oh get into a tiny keep that in mind anytime we talk an npc <laughs> if they went in the tiny hut we should kill, kill him <laughs> look for leland to be rolling his fingers together <laughs> 
Well, anyways, you uh, you abused Sardo a little more. Uh, just as he lived, he, as in life, in death, uh, <laughs> via his interactions with the party. And we finally popped the bag, so to speak, and uh, mm-hmm. sent him away. Solved. Problem solved. How do we feel about 153 episodes in? Getting rid of a character that's been around since day one. I think when it's when it's been on your tail for so long and yeah. it's always this thing that's in the back of your mind and then he's <laughs> dead, you go, Yeah. It's it's, it's 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 like you wanted him to explode in your hands in front of, and everybody cheers and uh, the the whole you know, all of Dracol throws a party. But it was uh <laughs> it was satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> Anticlimactic. I felt that way when Hannah died. I was like, huh, all right. Not anticlimactic. I mean, it was great to have that off the checklist, right? But, and we all knew how it was going to go down. It's just, it's like, oh, it's over. It I'm did feel miss a little him. bit like <laughs> Hannah, check. Doppelgangers, check. Now we're like Neogi Isabella, the last few checks here. We got to. <laughs> and then we got to uh, deal with Samuel. Yeah, well, you'll, I imagine the party will think about that bridge when they get to it. But yes. as far as, like, you know, Sardo being done and eliminated, it's like it doesn't really ease up any of the current pressure, right? Because all the most of the pressure that the party is under is from other people and old pressure. effects. Yeah, exactly. Old. It was yeah, old pressure. but every morning you wake up and you got a Sardos is trying to kill you and two or three doppelgangers are trying to kill you. You know, you, you wake up with that pressure every morning. Now those are gone and even Hannah. So you're going, whew, well, a lot less things trying to kill me today. It seemingly <laughs> See, ties up some good. of the yeah. We never got to the point where we pissed off Hannah enough to want to kill, for her to want to kill us. So, you know, we evaded mm. that. Uh, she's sacrificing <laughs> every was... which person for great Miyogi, preemptive, so. great preemptive actions there. Just yes, you, get, you exactly. gotta kill them before they want to kill you. That's how you exactly. <laughs> you kill getting, them before they kill you. It's Manny Man out here. <laughs> it is Neogi. We're getting better Neogi as a party. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm glad Hannah's gone. <laughs> I well, I mean, I I think Hannah's death was a little anticlimactic, but that's what the circumstance led to right that's what the that's where the actions of the party uh led to i mean that's where hannah's own actions led to right um she very easily could have chosen to not engage at that time i told her leave me alone or leave shakar alone clearly whatever (laughs) motives she had at the time uh kind of you know obviously contributes to the actions that she takes as as a character right and as as a character specifically in the world of aspara I feel like some main character deaths were better than others, and that's just because of maybe the intention, the circumstances, and Hannah was just sort of caught in the crossfires of what we were doing. I, I don't know. But don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they were anti... I, I guess I stated it that way, but what I really mean is I think I, John, am getting a feeling as things are being resolved. It sort of has this little, like, pieces are... You know what I mean? You follow, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's like we it's like the funnels closing in on the chapter three, right? As things finish up. Yeah, it is. It is kind of crazy to think that we like two relatively big characters were both taken out in a, in a series of three episodes. Like that's kind of wild how it all worked. 
And I think we're probably fortunate that none of our characters needed to be resurrected <laughs> throughout all of that. Could have gone a lot worse, I think. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I only have uh, you have Hannah, Sardos, and uh, Alamar all die. That's a mammoth episode. Yeah, I mean, and Mullen's dead too now, so we're watching Mullen's body. Yeah, well, we forgot about Mullen most of the time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and Kula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mullen was a little, uh, he wasn't very impactful. <laughs> is, is Alomar gone for good, though? Like, part of me wants to think that he's not. I don't know. Nah, I think he's gone. It seems like he is, but maybe he's not. Maybe he's looking down on that's us. That's what Leland's done to us. Nah, he's he's twisted our us. psyche to question every dead death of character. Yeah. Because we killed the Kraken, but Kralakina escaped and you know, like I there's mean, all these things. Part of me part of me kinda wanted him to like be brought back to life and oh like to gosh. see what happened. You wanted I'm not sure I wanted him to be a lich because yeah. I feel like that would have sure. been a real I feel like that would have been a real big problem for us to solve. Yeah. But maybe, like, maybe if we had brought him back to life, he would still, like, want to be a lich, but wouldn't quite be able to pull it off, or it would take him, like, a long time to be able to set up all of the ducks in a row before he could have You're just looking for that respect that he's never given you. That's what you want. You want him to say, you're something, Falzrin. He's my dad, who just never really liked me. (laughs) Right before he kills you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, okay. Let me let me ask you this in relation to that, because obviously, if you were able to have Alamar, even a non-lich Alamar, as an ally, that is beneficial to you. But do you believe that the party needs to accrue more allies in the fight specifically against the Niyogi, or do you think that what you are currently lining up and working towards? with Samuel Coltis and the Paladins, will that be enough? Are you confident that assembling this armor of Kalar and submitting this power that, I mean, you've been told is immense, but obviously have yet to see anything firsthand as far as the way these pieces act and function together, is that going to be enough? And does maybe we'll start with Mia. Does Mia believe that that's going to be enough? Do we have enough circlets for everybody? <laughs> <laughs> it is so easy for the Niyogi to turn the tide during times where they could um, charm people or whatever it is that they do. I think it's charm, right? So, like, say you have a whole ground force of paladins charging at Niyogi. From a distance, they cast a spell trying to charm people. I mean, it's just... They're crawling through the sewers. They've... How many Darklings were there before the lone Jolvi, you know? Like, they've just sacrificed people after person after person, like, race after race, like, with the Darkling, like, to feed this growing army. We've seen them pregnant have multiple scurry out of their bellies, right? Like, they don't just have one baby. Mia's not confident we have enough, but she's putting her absolute best forward to do what we can to to save the planet is how it feels is that accurate though is it is the continent or is it the planet i don't know uh continent i suppose but (laughs) i mean i understand what you mean for sure and i think 
the armor and like allying with the powerful forces in Aspara are our only hope. And so we've got connections with the Coven. We've got connections with Samuel. It's like you got to keep those connections. So yeah, maybe I mean, maybe Alamar could have helped, but I I wouldn't like putting my trust in him after our history with him. I guess. It seems like all hands on deck, though, so if, if he wanted to still rule in any way of Heraklion or whatever his goals were, it would align with, like, remaining alive and Aspara being a lot around. Shigara? I don't know. I mean, like Elena just said, there it's not just the Neogi, which there's many, many Neogi. It's all of the people they have enslaved already, which is a lot of people. It's orcs. like all the orcs in the mountains, all mm-hmm. the darklings. It's it's a massive army that they have, and we have the paladins. Will it be enough, even with the armor? I don't know. Falsy? I think Falzern really worries that we're up against, like, just too many that are too powerful, you know what I mean? Like, the... If it weren't for the Neogi's mind control ability, they're not that dangerous of a foe. But when you add that into it, man, like it can really turn the tide of a fight. If they mind control one of your allies, like, I don't know. It's, (laughs) it seems really bad. It seems like there's a lot of them and they've got some pretty good abilities to, to, to boost their numbers which are which already seem like are a lot by mind controlling other you know humanoid people to yeah just i don't know it seems bad it seems very bad that's part <laughs> i think that's part of the reason why like falzrin was very against alamar becoming a lich but he like in doing the whole soul cage thing with uh Salardo and that sort of thing Falzern did that under the pretense or the the assumption that Alamar was going to be reunited with his body and the lich thing was going to be potentially back on the table. And he was kind of okay with doing that in or I mean was he didn't he wasn't excited about it, but he was willing to do that because I think um one we we needed to get rid of Salardo, but two Alamar would have been a very very powerful ally whether he became a lich or not, right? Even if he was not able to go through with his plan because we kind of foiled it and the timing was off now. But would a lich have allied with us? He may have thought he was powerful enough to withstand Neogi and didn't need us. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, but even, I think Falzern was hoping against hope that maybe we screwed up the timeline for him to become a lich and so now it wasn't going to work out properly and he would have had to wait for, you know... What was it? Wasn't there some alignment of the stars or moon or something like that that he was relying on? Yeah, there was a specific time uh, that it would have been most beneficial to undergo the transformation that the elixir, uh, you know, kind of puts on a a person striving to become a lich. So I'll put a pin in that conversation because I do want to come back to it. But I'm going to move on to Shaft. But I think the question for Shaft can be tweaked a little bit because mm. really what I want to know from Shaft is how much does Shaft need the Paladins to be enough rather than want, if you understand the difference, just because, like, I mean, how much does Shaft care about the Neogi 
outside of a grand like oh the continent of Aspara is under threat. I think uh, I think Shaft's looking at it like everybody's got an agenda, and right now we all have a common enemy. But as soon as that common enemy, if and when it gets destroyed, whoever the most powerful is in the alliance will turn on the others. So will it will it be enough? I think so. With everybody allying together, the powers that are the hidden powers that they may have, either with the armor or with their gods or so forth. But once that's done, can the your ally still be good enough of a friend not to turn on you? That's obviously a smart way to to approach it because all the people that you've aligned yourself with, like none of them are 100% trustworthy. Like even, um, I mean, I say even Isabella, but like most normally, especially Isabella, but in the context of Shakar being part of the coven, like even Isabella is not 100% trustworthy sharing this, this common familial tie as it were mm-hmm. but back to the pin would have a resurrected well quote-unquote resurrected or whatever process it ended up being alomar coming back and alomar's thing throughout the whole the reason he was becoming lich was so he could maintain uh heracleon's protection and integrity under his own eyes that also could have been a potential ally against Isabella, right? As Isabella is kind of in control of Heracleon now. Depending on what hairs you want to split, the the hierarchy between Isabella and the Paladins, right? But like, how much would that have impacted future events? Uh, if you if you again if you had Alamar around, because the Coven is still something that is what is the party eventually going to have to deal with it right or is it going to be one of those things that well depending how it plays out maybe it'll be fine to leave it alone (laughs) like what's gonna happen with that like just take care of izzy and let shikara be the boss and just like trust her with that little family what's the difference with samuel having the armor versus a lich versus dindar that's the thing they're all the same bad if one takes over Alamar never said that if we were to let him live or be free, he would help us. We don't know how bad Samuel is. I mean, yes, he was destroying the land, but that was to get the armor because he needed it for to save the land. He had it was the ends justifying the means to him. His his paladins, he didn't have complete control over his some of his paladins were dicks. People are dicks. He can't micromanage enough to to stop every one of the people under his command from doing unsavorable things but to leland's point the lich thought he's gonna turn into a lich because he could control it in his mind and do all the right things can samuel when he gets all the armor which we all know was split up for a reason you're thinking the armor's gonna overtake him and be like the ultimate power i mean think about it why why power why did they why did they decide to break it all up into pieces and hide it if it was something somebody could put together for the greater good, then we'd have a fantastic ruler right now wearing the armor. The exact thing Emily said, though, the ends justifying the means, like, that's where Mia's headspace is at, because it's like life or no life on Aspara. So it's like, okay, I'm going to choose life, even if that means Samuel might have the almighty power and we have to deal with him later, try to figure it out. That's no different than the Lich. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, so... 
So one was no good. This one's okay. I argue with you <laughs> saying it's no different than the Lich. Yeah, because you're making a judgment call on what's good and what's not good. Lich meaning evil. Well, I mean, the Lich, yeah, as far as we knew, the Lich was going to be out for himself only. And he probably would have gone back to Heraklion and taken over complete control of Heraklion. And who knows whether life under him there would have been good or not. But you wouldn't go up against him. What he said would be law. With Samuel, you don't know that's what's going to happen. Is it possible? Yeah. Is it probable? Most likely. We don't know. Did Alamar ever do anything in Heraklion that would make us think that he was going to do something evil? Hmm. He feeble-minded Grimby. How can you get any more evil than that? <laughs> yeah, poor Grimby. <laughs> um, I guess my my concern is that, and this is more Bill speaking than Falzerin. Bill here. <laughs> Bill here. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you for touching on that. That was classic. Oh, a good stand-up comedy. Uh, yeah. Stand-up comedy from someone who's not trying to be a comedian. No, I'm, I'm taking a jab at Bill for labeling his Twitch streams as stand-up comedy. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People laugh at me, not with me. Anyway. Uh, um, yes, we do, honey. I was... So the point I was trying, <laughs> the point I was trying to make is that, from what I understand, Lich are almost exclusively evil, right? Like, I don't think you can be a lich and not be evil, or is that wrong? Well, like, with the lore of D&D, I suppose you can homebrew D&D any way you want it to be, but that's my understanding of the lich, like, character or class or whatever they are. But would our characters know that? Mm. Well, that's the is thing. That I, don't, I don't know. Are players leaking information linking through and assuming that just because he's going to be a lich means he's going to be evil? Falzern's pretty smart. He would probably know things. Mia would maybe know, like, evils. I believe it's a wizard trying to have immortality and believes he can control it. Let me let me ask you all this, then. Have you met someone, something, some force in Aspara yet that you believe to be 100% absolutely evil? I don't think so. Is he... I wouldn't say she's a hundred percent. I think even the, the people we would label as evil, um, in their mind, think that they they have justified ends, right? That the that the that justifies the means, and so I, I guess does that make them really evil? Like I don't know. I think they think they're doing the right thing. I mean, but but does that matter? The Niyogi are the Niyogi. 100% evil. Is there any good in the Niyogi? Well, what do you what do you know about the Niyogi? They their home planet got like didn't they didn't they have to flee their home planet because some other race um like took it over and tried to wipe them all out? They created a race or subjugated a people to be slaves, right? And then the slaves rebelled, kicked them off their own planet. Right. They did thing. in fact uh form the shapeless ones in an attempt to create an entity that, yes, they could control and use as part of, like, their labor force and do the things that maybe their physical capabilities would not necessarily allow them to do in that now new race of people, is essentially what they created, was able to rise up and rebel, and now they're on the run from them as they've gotten the upper hand. 
Uh, okay, so I don't feel nearly as sympathetic for them in that case. <laughs> right. They basically tried to create a race of slaves, and then, oh, what do you know, they didn't want to be slaves. I do feel that all that Mia knows about them, they are, like, I have seen zero good, had zero good in interacting with them. Um, the one time a year ago, whatever, I let a Neogi go. I was like, here's the promise to me. You promise not to attack Barrack or anything. And then I call my parents and they're very obviously mind controlled. Or maybe your dad was on the shitter and he couldn't talk right then. I don't know. I know my dad pretty well. <laughs> you know his pooping voice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's secret code that he didn't use like dropping the kids off of the pool he could have just told me that yeah. well he's only got 25 words yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I suppose then kind of that rehash of the information about the Neogi kind of answers that question like yeah pretty undoubtedly the Neogi are like an evil people I mean they're they're slavers how like how do you there's no apology there's no being an apologist for that type of shit right i don't know if that merits a larger conversation as far as talking about like inherently evil races or whatever in in dungeons and dragons which probably not but i mean like the, the whole point of a spiral right is usually that one obviously if it isn't clear enough like nothing is, uh, is on the surface what it appears to be right there's always something underneath or something else to the story for good or bad. The portly doctor we met. The portly doctor, yeah, you met in session one. Uh, but also, like, a lot of the morality in Aspara is very ambiguous and obviously depends on whoever is measuring that morality up to their own sense of it, right? Um, which isn't necessarily reflective upon, like, real life just because of, you know, the, the laws that have been in place for you know, X amount of years in in the regions that kind of dictate people's behavior. Um, whereas in, in a medieval sense, obviously that is non-existent. So things can be way more flexible, right? Because even you think about doing something bad, and we can keep it very generalized, but if you do something that is just undoubtedly, and I won't use the word evil, but just something that you wouldn't do unless you were under some other type of pressure that is forcing you to do it. Doesn't matter that that pressure is there. You still have done this act and it's still an act that is going to influence others and the people that will ultimately inflict suffering upon other people. You still have the answer to yourself. You have to still answer to whatever higher power you may or may not believe in. Does it matter that you were under the pressure of that? Or, I mean, you can even look at it as a form of coercion. Does that form of coercion matter after everything is all said and done? If you have accomplished something by nefarious means, does it matter? It could be said that killing Hannah and her guards was evil. We didn't have to kill them. We got the amulet. We saved Mia's life because, I mean, they weren't trying to kill her. They were trying to capture her. We could have let her been taken. We didn't have to kill them. There's a moment with Doppeldreg. Where I was listening back, and Mia, you know, you had me roll intimidation. Like, Mia's, like, intimidating and threatening, like, a painful death to someone, okay? Like, this is Mia, and there and there is a spectrum and a change in our characters as we go along. But like you said, 
I don't know that I would have like immediate guilt of feeling like I did something wrong when the ends justify the means type thing or it feels like justice. But I do think that Mia at heart is good and reflecting upon Hannah and things, let's even say when the campaign wraps up, like the months, years ahead, would feel like she needs to maybe make penance or things like that to Thor for like going about things in in wrong quote or bad quote ways. Well, me and Shakara, when we first met them, would not have killed those guards, would not have killed Hannah. Yeah. So I think there's some reckoning to be had after the campaign, but that's that's just, like, the character development and how I see it. I don't, I don't know that, um, right now she's in the mindset of the ends justify the means, like we were talking about. Right, and in 155, during Shakara and Mia's solo section of that, there was one, the two, that was a beautiful roleplay moment, by the way, between the two of you, excellent job that was really good um but there was a line that me had said she ultimately me had said you know what you were right killing that doppelganger i mean that just right there obviously speaks volumes about the changes that that mia has gone through i mean but i think that's what that's part of the that's why you role play right like that's that's great but back to so back let's get back to the episode then so we're Kind of into 154, right? Well, you've defeated, you, or you've you've captured the Dragle Ganger. You've questioned him. You've you, basically the whole party is threatened. threatened you know, him. Shaft with yeah. his sword up to the net, right, and, and the hammer. Ugh. Ultimately, you kind of know you figure out that he's on. He's still operating under these like weeks old orders that he received on the Isle of Heraculum before they left, right? To sow as much destruction in the name of the, you four, really, the name of the, the party as, as they can, right? Whether or not how successful they may or may not have been, what else they might have gotten up to, you kind of know a lot of what they did, right? Not necessarily potentially all of what they did, so maybe there's more circum- consequences. He alluded to, well, maybe there's 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 always more of us. Um, and then also you told him, like, oh, well, Kraken's dead, Eric is dead. He was kind of a little shocked. He was in denial, obviously, right away, saying, you don't know what you've done, etc. So, yeah, kind of alluding to things. Some of it may or may not have been bullshit. Ultimately, though, you get the room where he's keeping dread. Well, back on the the doppelganger, what, what did happen to the cult of Kralikina? There were a lot of people on Heracleon left in that cult. They didn't just quietly disappear and disperse and no longer believe in Kralikina. That's not how that, thing, that kind of thing works. They're usually. likely in another planning stage of how can we get them back? What can we do? But they don't have their leader. So unless somebody somewhat powerful stepped up to take the place of Erica. Right. I, I do think it is smart to not just uh, dismiss the influence that the remaining members of the cult of Grand Lakina may or may not have, but also keep in mind that, you know, when uh, a, a mirror morphed Erica slash Shaft and Mia slash Sardo kind of mistakenly gave the evacuation order on the island, right, where they started bombing the side of it and trying to sink it if they couldn't take it, well, all those forces went onto those boats that were doing that that attack on the on the actual ground, and then those boats sank, right? The tritons came or the oh yeah mm-hmm. the tritons came tritons, and then they yeah. sank them so a, a large majority of the cult is presumably vanquished but absolutely surely there are more members out there right and people that are still worshiping kray lakina right 
I tried to play Mia as very uncomfortable discussing all of those events again. I didn't want to hear about the Kraken. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want right. Falzern to ask Sardo about it. Shakara suggested I ask that. And then he basically told, told us no information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kind of would have been nice to know what, you know, what the plans were, become world domination, that kind of thing, I assume. But something we could look out for. Let's try it again. Can I ask a question I've been wondering? How come Shaft wouldn't want to become a boss in Drew Call? He's never wanted to be a, a leader of any kind. Why not? It's, it's just not his, uh, it's not his motivation. But his motivation is what, money? I think he's got a few different things that he's sort of working through, but I think it's, it's really more the freedom to make his own choices and do what he wants. He has some things that, you know, of course he wants to go resolve the Nina situation, but I think in general he wants to not be a pawn. But like money, influence, power, freedom comes with being the one on top, no? Mm, no, it's a dangerous spot. Everybody's gunning for you if you're the one on top. Yeah, you're much you're much better off playing. What about those appointing or knowing someone that you have their ear? So then, like you ha- you are inside. Little finger. Yeah, Shaft could be little finger. To a certain point, he was trying to play all of them, right? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like. Now two of them are gone. Two out of three are gone, right? So you could suggest or and or encourage someone to like take over and then be yeah. on there. Yeah. I think I've probably in some way made that clear. Andrew Call, who I think needs to know. But who? Do I There's not know? There's only three and the two he... of them are gone. <laughs> well, I think he's saying Leg would take over the whole thing. Yeah. I think Leg I would think, take over the whole thing. Well, that I've seems, already got a relationship with Leg. I, it just seems unlikely that one boss would take over a whole city without anyone. I rising. would not. I would not go up against Lag. Uh, how would How would you get that following? Would you just go and sit on Hannah's throne and say, "Now I'm suddenly the guy"? Depends. You got to have some big balls to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have an army. I, I would think my best bet is to uh, if. I was desiring to do that would be to get in with Lag, be his second-hand man, get him up to the top, and then stab him in the back. <laughs> right? That's what you'd do if you wanted to take over. Of course, then you're the person that's going to get stabbed in the back next. But I don't think Shaft ever has ever had a uh, desire to to do that. He's He would rather be the guy behind the shadows more than the uh, the focal. So... Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'd want to see how... And I've said a number of times, I think, you know, there's going to be a big power suck in Drakal. And knowing how that's all going to play out is more interesting to him. And how he can be on the right side of that than, you know, who it is. I feel bad for poor uh, Jolvi. We free the Darklings, we defeat the Neogi, and then he'll probably no longer be Jolvi. They'll be like, ah, no, I'm the real Jolvi. <laughs> <laughs> you're just a villain <laughs> he's like that terrible cover man <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're the wedding singer but like yeah. you're the main show <laughs> so at the end of the episode shaft and falls ring go to magic 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 and get a little shopping spree in yep which we didn't listen to we're getting to know him pretty well now 
Well, <laughs> his name yet? Well, when you, when you, can, well. you can only buy so many bags of holding for somebody before they start, you know. <laughs> he feels naked without it. <laughs> yeah, I think I said that once or twice. How'd your shopping episode go? You got me a poster of greater healing. Thank you. Sure did. Spell slots are few and far between these days, as are long rests. So, yeah, I think some some healing potions are not a bad idea. Like I realize the irony of being a cleric and freaking out wanting healing potions, but now I think whenever you're in town, we have to stop by and get a couple of body bags because you never know when they're going to come in handy. <laughs> Exactly. I, actually, I would suggest we all buy one every time we go into Magic Magic. Are you going to get yours back? Are you going to dump Danzig out? I bought a new one. You're, so you're just going to leave Danzig in the one with uh, what's his face? Capley. <laughs> just forever. How many? How many? Ba- how many bodies can we put in a bag? We, where did we figure that out? <laughs> At some point in time, <laughs> Mullen's not in a bag yet, is he? Maybe I'm not sure. No, you left them rotting in a hotel room. <laughs> we will have to put them in a bag to, po- yeah, to pause the rotting. He was not bag worthy. Yeah, <laughs> Mullen's, Mullen's like, if, if Hannah is a B-level character, Mullen's more like a W-level character. That's so oh my mean. God. He, he barely even had a voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. It's the truth. We never talked to him. We never remembered he was even there. Yeah, that, <laughs> look, I think I mentioned this talking to Emily and Elena in our Discord uh, this morning was I tried to, I killed one off, all right? I'm trying to <laughs> reduce the voices. But Every you, time we uh, kill you, an NPC, we pick up a new one. Another one pops up. You cut off one head and two more pop up, okay? This is not, this is a Hydra NPC. Kula and their mammoth. <laughs> and, yeah. and then Kula tries to leave. And you tell him he's got to stay. And you should be lucky I'm not dragging Halsa and drag with me everywhere I yeah, go. He's a delicate weight. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I got to go back to Izzy. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I really got to go. <laughs> I'm not letting him leave ever now. Uh, you've been great. I thank you for the hospitality, but I gotta go home. I mean, it's true. We're using him for his mammoth. Size matters, you know? <laughs> so we get to sit. <laughs> go ahead. So, well, okay, yes, we had the shopping spree and Falzern and Shab did have a little off mic stuff. Um, which, again, I love it when the like a pair of characters just gets a chance to talk to each other. Just kind of outside of everything else and like actually kind of reflect as they're like moments of reflection, right? Though mm-hmm. they're they're a, well, sorry, they're and I don't mean that as in they are the only moments of reflection. I mean they are vocal moments of reflection because again, all of your your characters, their own inner monologues is not something that gets voice for on the show, right? That's just something that yeah individually that you kind of think about in in the mindset of your own character so i really do like it when you get the chance to vocalize vocalize those those inner workings those inner thoughts right is there anything you want to talk about about your off i mean the really you you got some news that you did end up sharing with me and uh shakara with kepley yeah absolutely jog my memory on that news (laughs) That everybody in the Arknall Theater was murdered. Oh, yes, yes, yes. How could I forget that? 
and that Hannah and her uh, guard were uh, got out alive. Mm, supposedly. Apparent, according apparently. to Kepley. But I asked Kepley if it was something he knew for sure, and he was said it was sort of a, you know, down the... Uh, somebody said to somebody said, right? A little yeah, telephone yeah, I mean, game I don't know there. what powers her guards have, but you could revive someone. I don't think we left anybody alive, though. All the guards were dead. Well, all the guards that were in the theater. That's, I guess yes. it could have been some outside. With the... Yeah. There were guards or something keeping people out of the main theater. Like, the doors were shut, and someone would have to keep them out. Guards. I mean, people can be brought back from the dead. What? We didn't take her yeah, body, and we didn't I... slice it up or anything. No, we just needed right? the amulet anyway. Right, but I'm saying somebody on her staff could have went in yes. and resurrected her. Yes. Or, I was dead at you the know, time. And then killed so... everybody. <laughs> I didn't have much say in yeah, what we did do with we, her body. We, uh, haven't learned the whole burn the body thing very well. Even just we? drag the body under the stage and hide it there for a minute, you know. Yeah. Everybody really wanted to get in for the second act. They were trying to break down the minute, door. Yeah. Yeah. It was that good of a play. That's right. <laughs> I need to know what happened. Listen, I have the original edition, mint condition, from the storeroom. We'll read the ending. No, I read you the ending. Mm. Happy you told me an ending. <laughs> well, maybe after everything's said and done, Mia can put on her own production and share that with the people. Of Drukal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. okay, do you all think that this story that Kepley had heard, like, second slash third hand is accurate then? Because you are all kind of theorizing mm. about what could may or may not have, like, what what went down. I'm, honestly, I'm thinking that they're just saying that so that there's not panic until they can figure out how to deal with the fact that Hannah's gone. That's what I'm thinking, Yeah. I don't think she got revived or resurrected or whatever. If everyone was murdered, where are the bodies? You know, I assumed still in the theater. We de- we haven't been back. We didn't we'll go back. We'll have yeah. to take a look for them. I mean, Shaft is going to be torn because I, I think he thinks that it's all a ruse, but Kepley usually has very good information. Hmm. So you're saying the telephone game wouldn't apply to Kepley? Kepley usually has good information, so. If he gets information through a, a chain of events, it's usually through reliable resources or reliable sources. That's what I'm saying. I think from the surface, I saw her die, and we saw what happened, so I have a hard time believing I that. have concerns over... So, Hannah's the boss. Come in. Hannah's dead. You see the destruction in the theater. You're one of these jackal guard guys with a scimitar. Who has the balls to just start demanding to kill everybody? Like, who's the leader? Who's giving the orders? Like, you just still wouldn't a captain turn... of the guard. Do you think, well, how do you know the captain wasn't one of the ones that, after me that we killed? Then the sergeant or whatever the next level down. So they just <laughs> look around, see the situation, and are like, all right, kill them all. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a standing order. Maybe it's, like, known throughout the higher ranks of Hannah's Hannah does kill that... everyone. Okay. Right. You can't let Hannah be seen dead. Or or hurt or anything like that. She can show no weakness. I hadn't considered that, but that I could see that being a thing. Yeah, they can't show weakness because then they would lose their whole section of the city. And if Hannah's not dead, in quotes, then somebody else could position themselves to take her place. There would also be a backup plan then. If you ever find my body and you don't know how long it's been, do this, this, and this to try to bring me back. Mm-hmm. 
great. No one ever dies in this campaign. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Here, it is dead. Oh yeah, supposedly. Well, that's Allegedly. only because that's only because <laughs> nobody cared enough about him to try to resurrect him. <laughs> Allegedly, Sardo is dead again. <laughs> or just I mean, like yeah. non-existent i guess is the word <laughs> yeah did we kill him or was it like is it called kill when it's a soul chucky and erica both gone check check mm. just can't say confidently just like we can't say someone is like 100 percent evil halsa's sister and brother are both dead salsa and yeah, I don't remember their names. <laughs> Tulsa, Tulsa and Echo. <laughs> Echo. The odd man out. Yeah, poor Echo. I mean, he, he really got the worst of it, I think. Mm. Yeah, being drained. Well, that's what happens when you pledge your life to Dendar. I mean, <laughs> uh, speaking yeah. of evil. <laughs> yeah. It um, sucks. So going into the tunnels is interesting, being invisible and all that, where it's like, oh, wait till Falzern's about to throw the stone. It's like, you can't see him. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> we can't see each other. So now that, now we're in session 155, where we're in the Pestycat Palace and yeah. wandering around trying to find anything. I mean, we didn't see Hannah there. We didn't see yeah. a big mass of people. It certainly seemed we like there was no... We noticed guards acting strange. They would whether she was revived or not. So it's still... Right. Eh. So we're underneath because Shaft's pretty sure that, like, they wouldn't just throw someone into, like, an S&M room or whatever. Is that the, is that the right terminology? I'm such a prude. I mean, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good PG okay. term for it. <laughs> you wouldn't hide somebody in a private room just in case somebody accidentally walked in on it. Yeah, which for some reason I was like, that's where people could be. But no, like, underneath, there's obviously monsters. And... I mean, what a good play. Somebody walks in, they see a guy in a cage. Let me out, let me out. Go, ah, uh -huh, no you like it, in here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know what you're I don't into. know you're safe for it. I cannot open the cage. <laughs> <laughs> Say the safe word. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think she's dead. I don't, I don't think she got All I'm revived. saying is you never know. No, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be like blown away if if she ended up not being dead. But I'm, I'm placing my bets. You on thought Brendel was Brendel, Dreg was Dreg. I mean, I don't trust your opinion Look, anymore. I've been wrong once or twice before. <laughs> Misunderstood. I <laughs> mean. <laughs> You make it sound as if Falzer was the only one that got duped. It was like everyone's getting duped. <laughs> Come yes. on. Thank you, right. Leland. Yes. Falls issues. Leland has caused trust issues in all of us. Trust issues. So, like, down that hallway where all the baddies are, potentially there could be, like, jails carved into the scape or something like that. So, I mean, there could be anything. It could just be a big open room with chains on it. But there's quite a few of them. It's going to be a fight. Seems. It seems. Well, Not um, if you can do something to cause the Neogi and the Jackals to take each other out, and then we just walk by the walking trash yeah. disposal, and we're Do fine. you think the Neogi and Jackals don't see each other? Has that been, like, clearly Yeah, they're explained? facing off with each other. Oh, really? I didn't think I didn't, that. Yeah. I didn't Interesting. catch that either. Really? Emily's smart, though. I'm dumb. I think it's literally 
from where we're standing, the trash disposal, Neogi, Jackal's other room, like in a row, and the Jackal's and the Neogi were yelling at each other. Correct. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're fighting. It just, I thought, I interpreted it as like talking. I the Jackal's know. are making fighting noises. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see anybody fighting. They're fighting, so I didn't, though, I didn't uh, They weren't mean... fighting yet. They were just facing off. Okay, verbal fighting versus mm, physical fighting. Okay. I didn't presume the physical fighting. Yeah, I, I guess I, I did get vibes of them like sort of like disagreeing or something. So we just need but, to get uh, that spark, that shot yeah. that starts everything, and have them go at each other, take each other out. Right. One of the jackals makes a comment about one of the Niyogi's moms. Yeah, exactly. And... Your mom is so fat. He was calling your mom so fat. <laughs> Spirals from there. Anybody know ventriloquism? <laughs> Maybe falls around here. I don't know. <laughs> you can do a lot when you're invisible. Anyone sp- speak deep, deep speech? Mm. No. But they understand <laughs> English, <laughs> don't they? They do understand common, yes. Common, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think they talk English, but <laughs> <laughs> same difference. So, so then I'm going to go out on a limb and say that none of you have any actual theories of what is happening currently then oh, down no. there if three-fourths of you didn't even realize what's actually going on with these two opposing forces well that what do they have in common they have in common they have uh, hannah in common right well i'm guessing the neogi came down the other tunnel that we started down and realized it just went into the city into the sewers and they came up seeing what was there and ran into the jackals who were guarding the room beyond which is hopefully where Mia's family member is. Yeah. I guess I just assumed it was like a disagreement yelling type, not like going to come to fists, but, you know. I guess Hannah did have a deal with the Neogi, so maybe yes, these are... Yes, yeah. that's why. Yeah. It doesn't seem odd that they would be in the same room together. Yeah. And that's why I assumed they weren't fighting. I see. Okay, well, apologies if that didn't come across, across very clearly, but yes, cl- very, very both of these they're like stepping up to each other they're like this is like step up three they're just in you know in each other's face barking at each other right uh, on the precipice of a, a major conflict i'm raising my hand like a yes elena please yes. the jackals are accusing the neogi of killing hannah no one knows who killed her you heard it here first kids I like that theory because it gets us, us off the hook. Well, no one. We tried to disappear with Jolby to not be accused. Let's start telling people that. All right, let's do it. Did you hear the jackals accusing yeah. the Neogi of killing Hannah? Oh, my the goodness. The Neogi finally took out Hannah. I can't believe the Neogi finally did it. We were like, what? Neogi who? Yeah. <laughs> Hannah's dead? <laughs> 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 so so okay Who so did yes the what to the jo- jolvi said that like hannah had some arrangement with the neogi that ultimately uh as far as jolvi is concerned came to this conclusion of hannah giving them the darklings right whatever arrangement she had with the darklings which meant she had this which means they were part of the arrangement she had with the neogi maybe had a time a timer on it or something changed and then the neogi were quote unquote gifted the darklings from Hannah, right? That's kind of what Jolvi mm-hmm. had said. Also, when you were exiting the theater, this door that Jolvi had came into the theater as uh, when he fled, what was going on had been barred and barricaded from the inside. So now you, of course, have this this conflict that you've stumbled upon ver- between the Neogi and 
her the jackals, her her guardship, basically her representatives, for lack of a better term. So some something is is happening that you're again kind of stumbling into the middle of. Uh, obviously, you don't have all the all the facts. And now that Hannah's dead, you probably won't discover all of them very definitively, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's par for the course for this entire campaign, really. Yeah. Close one door and a bunch more close. Go first, ask questions later. <laughs> well, okay, at this point, does it matter? Why the Jackals and Neo Gear fighting? No, because we just need to get past them to see what's on the other side of that room. Sure. You also have the other unanswered question as to why Hannah wanted Mia alive. Right. Why does, yeah. I haven't tried to think about it too much. Why she took a bro- brother or father. Thank you. Why she has a relative. Yeah, like, of, why do I have a family years. member, like, other than the dark? And why was there something that uh, Detmer had with the uh, Brightwood name on it? Somebody wants a Brightwood. Why? And that's where I'm like, do the Niyogi know that they're powerful and then just want to use them, control them? I just, I don't know. I don't. Know. Or did they take your fam? Did Hannah take your family member in order to lure you in, specifically wanting you for, for some me. reason because of your connection to Thor or Kralakina? Well, Thor seems to be the pretty common answer there, right? <laughs> Or is the cult of Kralakina trying through Hannah to get Mia again to be able to use Mia to get Kralakina to come back to Earth oh, somehow? Gosh. Can Mia be a vessel for Kralakina? No. No. <laughs> well, obviously not wantingly. I don't think you'd have a choice in the matter. Genetically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, some of these little questions and things, I don't know that they'll be answered. And when the campaign wraps up, if Lila wants to tell us, great. <laughs> if we never find out. Well, okay. So, I mean, that that may end up being true. But also, here's the thing is, it's very easy when while we are playing uh, and kind of getting caught up in what exactly is unfolding before us to remember that maybe choosing what could feel like a suboptimal choice in a given moment would lend better to getting those questions answered versus doing what your character might just feel like they need to do. Like killing Hannah in that moment was a thing that needed to be done. Right. And it's going to turn potentially turn out that like that was just a really bad option to have taken despite it looking like the best route to take at the time if you you know what i mean like you just Mm -hmm. it's very easy to lose sight of the larger picture when you're making day-to-day decisions tldr consequences (laughs) right exactly (laughs) like if i was conscious at the final blow with hannah i maybe would have been able to convince us to stop that and then question her whether she would tell us or not i don't know you know well, the two people that used to not want to kill everybody are killing everybody well, now. I was I dead. Point <laughs> that out earlier. Yeah, like I was Shikara dead originally. Would not have done that. Shakara would have knocked her out and tied her up and questioned her like we did with the doppelganger. We gave the doppelganger more courtesy than we gave Hannah. <laughs> I was a hundred percent hoping we just knocked her out, but I was dead. What can you do? Right. I mean, and and you know when we had uh, Mister One Shot Falzern coming with his magic missile. I mean, 
mechanically, obviously, there's no chance of actually knocking Hannah out. She's just dead. But again, potentially, like Mia, there's nothing stopping Mia to for popping a revivify on her if she can get to her right, and then like subduing her or whatever, whatever course it ended up. And like, her. of course, I'm on her stage with Jolvi. It'd been over a minute, and would Mia actually do that, or would she be like, "That's what's meant to happen"? Happens. Yeah, she's like, gone. She's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's let's let's face it, Leland. When you did the slow arrogant walk down the middle oh, of the so theater, she was gonna die. <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna kill it. Down. We can't put up with that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you just you just smacked us right in the face. Well, I Come mean, on. look at that. That was the decision that Erica or Erica that Hannah decided to make in the moment. That was not a good decision. She should have pulled ass. Freaking should have fucking moved. She was warned and she died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do think, uh, at least with, like you say, like giving the doppelganger the courtesy, like, Dreg's life was in the balance in that instance, right? So you did yes. choose, like, okay, there are other factors why, other immediate factors why we need the doppelganger alive still. But, like you said, a locate creature would have done it, right? Assuming Dreg was still within a thousand feet. So, uh, yeah, there's always, a, the, the thing is, like, okay, very recently, uh... It's just, as part of the power creep, as we get higher in levels, the idea and the abilities of actually resurrecting somebody are just now more readily available. And they are still going to be very costly as far as gold value, because you're going to have to pay for them. Uh, like, you had to pay for the material component of the soul cage. But it's just now an option on the table. And that... It's like a double-edged sword for a DM, I guess. Someone running the game. It's just because, like, it it can take a, it can lessen the punch of a death, right? Um, like, if it was Dreg that had died instead of Mullen, obviously there would have been way more incentive to make sure we can get him resurrected, right? But there's still there's still always going to be a cost to that, and the way that you gain gold, I guess, in this campaign, it, it's not necessarily. It's not a trivial cost. It's still going to be, right? It's, But, like, it's still trivial, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, resurrection is expensive, but we also could have taken Hannah's body back to good old dad, right? And Barrick. They have the well, ability to do yeah. it at a very low cost, I would assume. Like, maybe free family discount. I mean, they're mind-controlled, so then there's the whole battling Yogi to get them unmind-controlled to do that. Right. Well, we don't know that's the case yet either. Or whoever it is that wants you, assuming it's not the Neogi for some reason, somebody wants you, maybe they have your parents right now. They're not mind-controlled, but they're still under duress. Yeah, I don't... (sighs) There's just always a lot going on. I'm trying to see, are you planting a seed saying that we could have somebody resurrected to be able to get information because we killed them too soon? Or are you saying that other people might be able to get somebody resurrected that we think is already dead? Which which one of those things are you implying, Leland? <laughs> I'm not implying anything. I would never you're, do you're something like that. Up. I would never do something like that. <laughs> I would never plan to see um, to later be harvested. Potentially harvest. it's because if we find whatever family member, they have higher spell slots than me for sure. 
Um, well, you, uh, again, like th- that's something that you say, but that may or may not actually be true. Sh- it's canon. I said it. <laughs> no, I'm afraid it isn't necessarily. Oh right. no, Bron is older than me. Come on. Yeah, but you're a demigod. Is he not? Yeah, you got that going for you. <laughs> Bron's not. <laughs> He's only actually your half brother. Oh frick! That's right. Freaking Talos and Talina. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the I don't know what point I was trying to make with the resurrection thing, but like that's just a part of the high level play. So yeah, he doesn't right. know his point, John. We're fine. <laughs> no, I'm not buying it, but that's okay. I'm going to talk his way out of this. I, now. I will say though, like <laughs> the the ability for your enemies to be resurrected is far less, like significantly less available to them. <sighs> Yes. Right. That's like, what I want to hear, baby. What, okay. One, if any of Hannah's guards had the capability of resurrecting somebody on their own, you would not have got out of that fight alive with Allardos, right? Because they would have been the one with Hannah. You know what I mean? Like, if if she had someone in her employ that was that powerful, why would she not always keep them right at her side? Like, that just right. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Good to know. So, like, Get rid that of that sense. theory. Think, Boom. like, just think of the, like, yeah. Like, yeah, they're, like, her guards are powerful in numbers, but, like, they're still, they're still jackalwares. Like, jackalwares are, I mean, you fought them, right? They go down pretty easily. You just need to focus some fire a little bit, and, and you'll take them out and reduce, reduce their threat that they overall pose to you. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, how much hair you need to pull out thinking about that. Oh, I don't pull that's, any that's hairs a, out. Good. I don't think about why they want me or nothing. I'm at the end of my hairs. <laughs> like I said, I'm trying not to think why I was targeted. I don't, I'm not pulling out my hairs. Oh. I mean, let's face it. Let's it, play it out and say they did go resurrect Hannah. How does that really do much for yeah. us anyway? Other than the fact that she knows it was us that killed her, and she may then have a little bit of a vendetta against us. And we say, say hello sure. to our little I'm, friend, we're used, Samuel. We're used to that. <laughs> right. Why, uh, whatever, yeah. what, what else is new? Another day in Asparra. Well, under the assume if Hannah got resurrected, like you assume that she still needs Mia alive for whatever purpose. Now, obviously, that keeps Mia from getting outright killed and right, not the rest of you. Killed, but just enough, you know? <laughs> just right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time. <laughs> well, the only other interaction you've had with her was when you were in Drukal some time ago. Yeah. And that discussion was about the Niyogi, correct? Mm-hmm. And what could she have said to you to make... Because she let you go then. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm thinking it's somebody else that wants her. And, like, Hannah was offered a, a bounty or something. Like, Hannah will get something that she wants if she delivers Mia. She's definitely someone that delivers what people ask for or work, like, you know. Well, what, what superpower person do we have that we really don't know a lot about? Other Jessica. than Jessica. Oh. Mm. That's, that's what I'm saying. Whoever is maybe leading the Niyogi, we haven't heard of, like, a leader, but there's got to be one. Yeah? Mm, like a boss I don't know. man. What do you think? Because... They tend to mind control other races. I don't. I can't see another uh, a member of another race being their leader. No, no, no. I was saying a Niyogi leader, like a boss, like the one that you let go. 
maybe that's the boss. Maybe they're now the <laughs> boss. I would freaking A if that is true. Be sure to listen to episode 156 to find out. <laughs> right after we do. Yeah, what, uh, right after we figure out what happens. <laughs> We're not going to find out next episode. <laughs> no, I, but I still want you to listen. <laughs> All I'm saying is all the players on the board, you know, all the factions, like there's a leader. And with Niyogi, there's yet to be a name or a person, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Am I way off yeah. base? Well, I mean, you that? saw the spaceship come down. You saw the, the Niyogi when they first arrived this time. Well, yeah, and that was one ship. Like, they, I'm assuming, Leland, I am reading between the lines that, like, they all couldn't have fit in the one ship. Didn't seem like it was that big, but maybe it was. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, there's also, I mean, the... and they said they were already there for Didn't, a while. Yeah, they've been, they've been coming down like for a, a while. Yeah, they weren't the first to land. No, they were not. And also think of how long uh, Samuel and the Paladins have been around, right? Right. Like he's been looking for hundreds this, of these years. armor pieces for a few decades, not yeah. hundreds of years. No, like thirty or forty years. <laughs> Whenever the Failure and Forest was decimated. Fa- yeah, Failure and Forest was was half destroyed like 30 years ago. So the Nyogi had been around for 30 years. Or at least like an advanced force came. Well, in the armor though, he's been looking for the armor and building the towers with Blake Lakely's grandfather. Or was it father? It was one or the other. Uh, you, I don't think you, you didn't discover the full familial tie, but it, is, it was Drake blakely or drake lakely right yeah so you know at least 20 years there or if it's grandpa 40 whatever 50 if it's dad it maybe makes more sense in line with the forest right so has samuel always has samuel always wanted the armor for the purpose of battling the neogi threat or is it just happened well i was looking for the stuff that's going to come in handy for this well if samuel's as old as we think he may be he was the one that helped dismantle the armor in the first place so i wouldn't think he would be working towards getting it back unless there was a specific reason i wouldn't think it'd be just like a hankering how old do you believe samuel cultus is hundreds of years hundreds of years old and how long ago do you believe the am uh, the armor was dispersed uh hundreds, hundreds of years of ago years? So keep keep in mind that it was, and I don't know if oh, it was Alamar's was, ancestors that did it. So Alamar was like nine hundred years old. So it was correct. Alamar a century was a full, or so ago. Okay, okay. Else, here we yeah. go. Here we go. Okay. So maybe it is Samuel just wanted it in the first place. From my background story, right? Nineteen years ago, another comet blazed through uh, north of Barrick. So that's nineteen plus nineteen. It's like twenty years, forty years. Sorry. <laughs> So, lines up, checks out. What are you lining up? I don't know, like the forest, 40 years. So Samuel could have been looking for this armor or knew about it before the Neogi, but the towers are all relatively new that he hasn't... Or the the Neogi came 40 years ago, and that's what prompted Samuel to start looking for the armor 30 years ago. Yes, that's what I mean, I guess. What prompted the separation of it, I don't remember... I think it was just a powerful thing that was too powerful for one person to have, so they decided to 
make it so one person couldn't have it. And who was the they that dispersed it? Alamar's ancestors. Alamar's okay. ancestors, yeah. And apparently cultists' ancestors. Correct. Yes. So, but the cultists had one piece that let him live a long time. So I guess that one piece got passed down between the family members. So sorry, I I, I misspoke on the on the timeline. So the Phalor, the Phalaran destruction was about like eighteen or nineteen years ago. It was about two decades ago. But and then before that, thirty five or so years ago was the sorrowful the sorrowful oh, yeah, the isles, island. right? Those yeah, okay. uninhabited islands were also an area that were affected by the towers. So yeah, so it's almost about forty years that the effects of these this blue light has been going on. So Neogi can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> And about 40 years since they would have landed, but who would have known and how would have been communicated and, yeah. So Cultus has had the eyes of Dendar for 40 years, at least. How did that happen? I don't know. But, I mean, my backstory doesn't say that even 19 years prior, taking it back another 20, right? Like, ish. It just says the last two 19-year marks. The night I was born, and then the night I turned 19, it happened. And the night I turned 19 is when I went out and, and sought out, out the ship. Right, 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 right. I mean, and again, like, okay, 35 years ago, if that was when Samuel decided to start assembling the armor because he learned of the Neogi, I mean, can he get the resources together to build those towers immediately like you know what i mean like there's still a few unaccounted an unaccounted amount of time before the powers are up and actually running the tower is actually up and running right well especially with the artifact or whatever are the that's the eyes of dendar i'm assuming correct it. okay <laughs> yeah absolutely hmm it's got a lot a lot to think about again look if everybody just needs to stop having off mic periods so from now on from now to the end of the aspara campaign everyone just knows everything so we don't have to keep keeping track of who knows what that's, <laughs> that's an idea you started this episode by i like it when people split up so they can have conversations amongst each other <laughs> good role play and we get to the end and I go but you dumb asses don't talk to each other so <laughs> You are damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. That's, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is a random side note, but looking at my backstory, I just remembered my name is actually Euphemia. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've never I, gone by Euphemia. I re-remembered that like a couple weeks ago and was like, oh, wow. Mia's short for Euphemia. I think that pretty much beat, I think that beats all these episodes to death, right? I think we went through everything. We're talking about all kinds of theories at this point. So now it's just a matter of finding out what the hell is going on under Hannah's place. Right. The current trajectory is finding Mia's relative, right? And just resolving that. Yeah. We got a couple days, and then Sammy's going to show up, and something's going to happen at that point. You think we can go uh, figure this out without fighting all these sewer beasts? Well, Shaft can sneaky sneak. I mean, my Hopefully. my uh my preference is to not fight. Yeah, same. And get accomplish the goal. 
But if we get in a and we get in a mess, we just need then... to get the Neogi to write down everything they're saying, and then I can read it, and everything will be fine. <laughs> we'll know everything. I got a good chuckle out Do of that. Do you think their little hands can write? I'm sure they have some kind of they got these like adaptation for pens or something. <laughs> now I'm just I'm just picturing you get down the bottom of the spiral staircase, complete utter silence, other than the the soft squishes of the Atiug, and you get around the corner and you see. The Niyogi furiously scribbling on a piece of paper, <laughs> handing it, sliding it aggressively across the stone floor to the jackal. Jackal looks down, sniffs at it, paws at it, grabs a quill in his teeth and scribbles out a response, <laughs> sliding it back to the uh, And this just half You watch this for five minutes going back. So it's and like and Twitter. And I'm invisible so I can walk up there and I can read it. Yeah, and Shakar like, can just look over the Atiyuk's shoulder and just read everything that's happening. Yep. They're just tweeting like it, it out, too. They're limited in characters and everything. Yeah. And it is, as Bill said, just your mother jokes being passed back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> so your mother smells so bad, not even Atiyuk would eat her. Oh. <laughs> Ruthless. <laughs> Your mom is so dumb you can't feeble mind her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> On a more serious note, uh, we may. We're for sure going to miss probably at least one release, but it might be a couple weeks off. I've had a, a unfortunate, unexpected death in the family um, again. So that is going to impact a bit of the recording schedule as I will have a lot of stuff that I'll need to take care of. Uh, just an FYI for you, listener. And I I wanted to get the after party in just because it's a nice, it's more of a bookend on the three, right? So I just thought that was a better thing to be able to do the after party because again we love the after parties and it's a nice break from dealing with everything else too for me so um just an fyi yeah we might miss a couple of weeks worth of releases leland is staying up super late so we can get this done yeah jet lagged yeah it is yeah right it's like seven in the well no it's time to get up oh it's four in the morning <laughs> Netherlands time. oh man <laughs> but you needed to hang out with us so here we go well yeah and plus i'm, I'm home i need to adjust anyway um, yeah, just an FYI. All right. Well, it's uh, it's been it's been a good three episodes, but not as good as the last three. But stay tuned for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been John and Shaft. I've been Emily and Shakara. I'm Elena. I play Mia. I've been Bill and Falzerin. And I'm Leland Steele. Happy adventuring. Test. Okay, that's gonna Hold be out on record. Don't don't save that. That's okay. They don't listen to the podcast. AJ. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of our friends listen to our podcast? Yeah, no, that's why our friends. Podcast. Five percent of the Discord does. <laughs> it's up to five now. <laughs> Damn. Good. A couple new people came in. I we guess these gains going like this. <laughs>